Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So we've actually just been having a conversation and I'm a bit disgusted at the two of you. <laughs> Because we have Kira, who's after a crazy name with a Mont Blanc. Is it a Mont? Is that how you pronounce it? I think so. Mont Blanc. Uh, notebook that was how much? I think it was 65 euro, but it was a gift. Oh, it was a gift. Okay, right. Well, it got worse. Then Jen decides to come in <laughs> with the fact that she spent 48 quid, Jen. Yeah, I think I used a discount card, Dodge. <laughs> Fuck it was, uh, it was Tig. Oh, it was a Tignums. I think it was Tignums. And it was a, yeah, a Kate Spade planner that I never fucking used. Shock. Shock. I'll be getting you a Philo. Hello and you are very welcome along to the Unpopular Opinion Podcast. My name is Jen. I'm Carla. And this is Kira. Hi guys. Thanks very much for coming on. Delighted to be here. Tell us who you are and what you do. <laughs> Get to so, it because Carla obviously knows you. You're Carla's aunt. She does indeed. Uh, but for a novice like myself, explain what it is that you do. So first and foremost, I'm Carla's aunt. Yeah. <laughs> really got to drill that in. Yeah. She's my aunt. Yeah, she's doing us a favour. <laughs> Do it for the pod. Do it for the pod, you guys. So that's the most important bit <laughs> out front. Um, so I'm a coach. Uh, I'm a leadership and productivity coach is how most people would know me. So I've been coaching people for years, a lot in the area, helping people get organised. So get their shit together, help them plan and um, just get things done, get over that procrastination. But I also work in a lot of companies. So I'm a corporate coach and I help people become better managers. Right. So you do like motivational speak. speak yeah, I'm a speaker as well. Oh, and right, I okay. suppose I'm an author too. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I've got to get stuck into the old books in a while. Yeah, um, exactly. But first of all, let's let's get to the origin. So what what drove you, Kira? It gives you a past. The past, yeah. Um, yeah, I um, started out actually as a bit of a techie. So I worked in software testing. I was a technical support engineer. But there was something that always kind of put me back into some sort of training. So I, I my first business, actually, I opened a language school in Spain. <laughs> wow. Sorry, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> used to go there quite a bit, actually. <laughs> Over to uh, Beagle. That's right. Uh, El Beagle. Yeah, How long were you yeah. in Spain for again? Five years. Maths. Wow. Mm. Do you still speak Spanish fluently? I do indeed. Si. <laughs> si. That was, that was very good. That was, yes. I could have probably said more. That was like, amazing. <laughs> that was amazing. I actually, we, we only talked about this last week about people speaking different languages. I yeah. find it. My cousin actually speaks fluent French, uh, fluent Spanish. She has a phone in Spanish. 
Wow. Oh, yeah. Mm. Like she goes the full hog. Okay, so she's she better put than up me. A, yeah, yeah, she put up a screenshot on Twitter the other night and I was like, this isn't Lisa. Is this? Oh, yeah, she has her phone in Spanish. I forgot she does that. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, she's mad fun. Mad fun. <laughs> she's a mad fun. Mad fun. She she was Lisa. She always listens to the pod. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. That's, um, so that was Spain. That was Spain. That was it. Strike me as a very motivated person. I didn't yeah. Think. I wasn't always. Why no, you not? No, not at all. Like, right, I well, make was... me feel better about myself yeah. then. Go on. <laughs> See, this is the thing. And, um... I was not very motivated, definitely not in school. I was all right. I was an all right student, probably a C student, didn't have to work too hard. But I never tried very hard. I dragged myself through college. And, you know, I always had big ideas, but I never did much about it. I was always Mm. very lazy. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't kind of until probably my early 30s that I realised that I needed to get my shit together. Right. There was so much kind of that I thought I was going to achieve. I thought it was just going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, is that all of us? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is that me and you? I, I, was just, <laughs> I, know, I was like, I feel seen. I feel heard. I feel me. listened to. I, that's why I said, yeah, because I can relate so much early 30s, have big ideas, do yeah, fuck all about yeah, it. Yeah. Can I ask without getting too personal, was there something that made you get your shit together? Was there one pinpoint in time where you were like no okay this is it nothing, nothing dramatic or yeah, yeah, yeah. traumatic or anything like that no I think it was kind of just I had I'd had my third I have three sons and I'd had my third um, son and I was feeling very uh, frustrated and disappointed with myself and you know and you know you know yourself after having a child you yeah. kind of it is tough you're trying to get things together trying to do things it's much more challenging and it was around that time that um, I realised something had to change. Right, okay. Because yeah. a lot of people talk about that, don't they? The quote-unquote mom guilt. Mm. And it is a real turn. I, sp- I mean, I've not had them, no plans to. But <laughs> And you don't have guilt either. And I much. don't really no. have a lot of guilt. Right, that's all tough. Um, but I think it is a real trigger, isn't it? Yeah. No, it does because you, you're like, oh fuck! <laughs> I have to provide for something else now. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm I'm kind of like that now as well because Bobby is so new. I'm like, I, like that. I have big ideas and I have kind of aspirations of what I want to do in the future. And it's like, how the fuck am I going to do yeah. it now? Because I have a baby. I'm gonna have to rely on. I've always been so independent that I don't want to have to rely on other people. But yeah. I know I'm gonna have to. I can't bring Bobby with me everywhere. Exactly. You know yeah, I mean? and it gets easier. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's a big change when you start out. You have a new baby, and yeah. you know, and all kind of a sudden of you've got out. this little body to look after. But honestly, it gets easier. Yeah. Okay. Right, <laughs> you've got three, so I've got I, three. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. Not, I'm yeah. a novice to this. You know, and it was that who was kind of when my two younger ones were both there's only 18 months between them so they were both under three at that stage and I was finding it really tough uh, probably had suffered from postnatal depression which was never diagnosed or anything that wasn't a thing really yeah because what age were you when you had Jordan uh, I was 24 24 when I had Jordan right. and then I'm um, like trying to do the maths then, yeah. in my head <laughs> I was like 26 and um, <laughs> no <laughs> No, so it's thirty. It was, uh, <laughs> why don't you just tell us? Yeah. You what age I am, or what? <laughs> why don't you just tell us when you have the children? <laughs> Me and Jen, they're like, you man calculator. So I had Jordan when I was twenty-four, and then it was eight years later when I had Kai, and then eighteen months later when I had okay. Troy. So there was a big gap, and then the two of them came together, right, and it was okay. tough. Um, it is tough. So, and actually there was, now that I'm, I'm remembering you asked Jen, was there any particular occasion? There was one occasion 
And I actually wrote it about it in, in, in my latest book. And it was one day where I was sitting on the floor in the sitting room and slumped on the floor. I was, you know, really feeling very low. And the two boys were climbing the furniture, the two younger boys. And my eldest son came down the stairs and he would have been about 10. And he said, Mum, are you all right? Because he could see I was kind of, mm-hmm. my, you know, face was, or my eyes were glazed over looking <laughs> yeah. out the window. And I kind of said, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I just, I just have to get the boys dressed and get out for a walk. And he said, um, he said, Mum, it's not because you have to. It's because you want to. Jesus, Jordan's got that nuggets, doesn't he? <laughs> deep. So these profound words yeah, came out, wow. but they really struck. Sometimes people say things yeah. and you don't really hear them, but that really struck. And it, it was really the moment where I said, OK, you need to take responsibility. You know, right. this is your life. Yeah. It's not that bad. You just have three kids. Mm. Um, you, <laughs> it's not that yeah. bad. You just have There's three nothing kids. wrong with anybody. <laughs> yeah. Know? No one's died. Um, <laughs> so I realised that I was kind of sitting in self-pity and yeah. feeling like a bit of a victim that, you know, everything is tough. I'm finding life tough. I don't know what I want to do with my life. What's my purpose? All of those big questions. And that was the kind of catalyst for, I suppose, doing something about it. Right. Okay. And the first thing that I knew I had to do was get organised. Yeah. Because I was a mess. Okay. Um, so really messy physically, but also at that stage, of course, my head was a mess. I didn't know what I wanted, where I wanted to go. Um, I was always trying to start new businesses and not getting very far procrastinating that's a big thing as well at the moment I feel like everybody wants to be an entrepreneur but they don't know why they want to be an entrepreneur other than the fact they've decided they'll do their own rota (laughs) (laughs) I swear to god well that is 80% of it it's money isn't it people think they can just make money really easily or be an influencer I mean imagine trying to be an influencer yeah there's (laughs) lots That was it. What was that? Was that true? Was that was that a dig at me? (laughs) As if how dare. I'm bleeding work mum now, dear. (laughs) No, but you know, I think it is that and a lot of the time, you know, and that's the big thing I suppose about goals is you really need to have a goal that's very clear Mm. and that really motivates you. Because if you're trying to do something because you should or just because it seems like a nice idea, you know, to get loads of money and have your own your own schedule, be your own boss. That's not motivating enough Mm. to get you up off the the sofa and actually do something about it. It is such a back to basics thing to do, though, isn't it? Just sit down and actually think Mm. what you want and what you need to do to achieve it. Because I think like you probably sometimes get these big ideas and you just everything is woolen around everywhere and you're in no headspace to do it and that's I think why you fail so much yeah but the thing about that is Jen that sometimes that's very difficult for people to do because life today is so bloody cluttered it is we're all completely overwhelmed we're distracted by the phones and all of that so there is an element of trying to clear all that clutter Mm. so that you can think straight so that you can kind of have some idea of what a future a good future might look like yeah, yeah, yeah. I think also it's about uh, not so much. It sounds so stupid. It's like mini goals, but it's more like realistic goals. Like if you write it down, you're always going to feel unaccomplished if you set something so far if ahead of you. Like if you think you're going to get a mansion, you're never going to feel happy in your three bed. 
yeah. you know like you're not <laughs> like if you always wanted an Aston Martin like your polo is not really going to do for you that's it but then it's like where's that balance between ask believe receive dream big and materialises in front of your eyes and all that other shite like so the balance I suppose is having a big dream but then focusing on the smaller parts mm. you know so you yeah. can say you know that I want the mansion in the future but you for the moment right now this is yeah. okay yeah yeah um, let's go with something a little bit yeah. more realistic let's go with something oh <laughs> I think we're all a bit like that, though. It is like what we said at the start. You'd kind of just go, oh, I'll be grand sure I'll be a millionaire in whatever amount of years. Think, and you think it's just going to happen overnight. But isn't it so depressing to realise that it's not? Oh, sorry. Oh, Jesus, if that was a trigger for anybody else. Uh, but yeah. um, is that not like that is something that I struggle with? Definitely. Thinking that I'll never reach my full potential. Well, we'll have to do something about that oh, then, won't we? Jesus Christ. She'll be like, come to my house next week. I'll be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, no, she has me. <laughs> yeah, you're in my clutches now, yeah. <laughs> Watch this space. We um, we put out the message on Instagram saying that you were going to be on the podcast today and we kind of focused the chat on habits. What Can you give us a rundown on what your top what you think of habits sure. and can you bust any myths or can you just give us your insight yeah. to what it is with habits and actually will you bust a myth for me because my <laughs> well, mom, thing for me. My, this was not from a, like a, a really um a stable source I think it was <laughs> my mom said it but she was saying uh, it takes one 21 days to make a habit 21 days to break it is that true I'm afraid not. Sorry, Jen's oh, mom. Shit. <laughs> rude. So rude. rude. So will I tell you where that came from? Yeah. Because it's very interesting where that um, that myth came from. It was actually a plastic surgeon Ooh. who Ooh. noticed Ooh. that it took his patients approximately 21 days to get used to their new faces. Oh. <laughs> wow. But also that, you know, the phantom limb syndrome oh, where somebody shit, loses yeah. a limb that also it was approximately 21 days for them to realize or to get yeah. used to that fact so that information was taken and kind of brought into the personal development world right now while it's not exactly true there is a little bit of truth in it but that just to say what the number is that the latest research was done in the university of london by a woman called philippa lally and the, the number fake. was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds very <laughs> doubly. The average amount, number of days was 66. Wow. But even Jesus. saying that, the, um, the range was quite big. The range went from 15 days to 254 oh. with an average of 66. Okay. But what they kind of took out of that study was that it really depended on the habit, on the person, on the, person, oh, on the, on the environment yeah. and lots of other, yeah, lots yeah. of other things. But the thing about the 21 days is there is some element of truth in it, because if you repeat an action every day over time, what you're doing is you're creating a new neural pathway in your brain. Okay. so you're making new connections in your brain. And the, the more you repeat that, those connections get stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. So for some people you go to the gym every day for seven days, it's going to be easier the next week yeah. and even easier the next week. So in 21 days, for a lot yeah. of people, it's that kind of, you've like, created yeah. some kind yeah, of a habit. Yeah, now that you say it, actually, I remember seeing a, a quit smoking ad very recently. It's on the telly now and it yeah. says people are more likely to quit 
if they do it for 28 days exactly yeah, yeah so yeah. it's just the training of the brain for a certain amount of time yeah i suppose so would you say that that's it, getting into a habit would be the same kind of process Obviously. so the guilty pleasures and stuff like that and you just you, you like it yeah i mean there is you know people will say like it's all about discipline and willpower and grit there is a, a small element of that that's necessary at the start because obviously until you've created the habit until you've you know made that connection in the brain that it knows this is a good thing there is that bit where you need to push yourself mm. right and the best way to do that or some of the the um some of the useful tips, let's say, is to be very planned in what you're doing. So rather than say, I'm going to go to the gym three times next week, you say, I'm going to go Monday, Wednesday and Friday at seven o'clock. So you have yeah. the plan in advance. Oh. Another thing that can help is habit tracking. So there's an app called Habit Hub. You could use that, which is literally you just tick the box every day. Done it. But yeah. it gives you that sense of achievement. Um, achievement. Yeah. It does. It's yeah. it's I love it. The habit the habit tracking. So these kind of things help until the habit becomes more part of your life. But the, it's the knowledge that it does get easier is really important for some people, because, you know, when you're doing that new habit that you don't really want to do mm. and you kind of think, oh, my God, do I have to do this every day in my life for the next, uh, you know, X number of years? And it feels a bit demotivating mm. so you know by kind of knowing that actually it is going to get easier it is going to become more natural that's uh that's good for people to to kind of hold on to yeah i suppose it's a mindset as well though isn't it because i mean say for instance and it's, it's obviously it's just a kind of metaphor for it but say when you're learning to drive you don't think of it. it's something that you want to do and you're like i'm going to achieve this it's not that you think oh i have to concentrate on how to drive for the rest of my life it's you do it you learn it and then it becomes second nature i suppose people just have that mindset because they're doing something that they don't want to do yeah you know that's why people get demotivated it is and that's really you you need to look at um should you be creating habits or going for goals that you don't want that's really step one is to do something because you really want it not because you should be doing it so while yeah we should lose weight and we should go to the gym can you find an easier way to do it or something that you enjoy a bit more can you go dancing or play tennis or do something a bit more joyful than uh, than the gym if the gym is something you hate so that's one element of it but you bring up a, a very good point there, Jen, just about driving, because driving is a habit that we learn because we automate the actions of driving. We don't think about driving. Mm, so yeah. that's what happens with when we create a habit. You're actually automating the behavior to your subconscious mind. Right. So you're not even thinking about it anymore. Yeah. Um, so I have the habit of uh, meditating in the morning. So now... I've been doing it for so long. I don't even ask myself the question, am I going to do it? It's just so automated in my brain that that's what I do. I wake up, I go to the bathroom and then I meditate. It's part of my life. Um, Mostly about 20 minutes sometimes. Sometimes I do a bit longer and sometimes I do shorter. But starting out, like there's a a good one a lot of people want to do Mm. is create the habit of meditation. You can start with five minutes. There's a really good app called Insight Timer. 
it's free um, and we love free. We yeah, I know oh no, it's brilliant free. because you can choose any type of meditation. There's I don't know how many thousands of different types of meditation. Mm. So it doesn't have to be the real Zen stuff. It can mm. be just a relaxation and you can choose the amount of time you want to meditate for. So I advise people, if you want to start the habit of meditation, start with five minutes a day, even yeah. three minutes, but do it consistently every day. Yeah. So that you feel like you're achieving something. What would you say to somebody who? Now this is a, a bit of a weird one. Probably <laughs> fucking lost cause. Home again. <laughs> um, no, no, no. What would you say? Because I would be one of those who would like to meditate every day, but even though it's something that I would like to do and something that I want to do, sometimes when I'm trying to get into the habit of it, of it, it feels like a chore. Yeah. And I fall out of wanting to do it then. So there's 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 different reasons as well, you know, that we do. Sometimes there's a kind of a rebel in us that steps in the way of us doing the right thing. Yeah. So we start out and we think, yeah, this is a great idea. We do it for a few days and then we go, oh, fuck that. I'm not doing that. Yeah, I don't feel like doing it. That's exactly yeah. what happens to me all the time. <laughs> Literally me. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I am that rebel. Hashtag all I can relate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that's me. That's yeah. also me. I feel that way. Yeah. So one one way to deal with the rebel is just to, you know, hold them up and say, hang on a minute now. Do it. You know, am I doing this? Um for the right reasons. Why do I want this? So it's reminding yourself, asking yourself the questions. Usually when that rebel jumps out, it's saying things to you that aren't really true. So let's just take the example of um, rising early. Mm. Um, so that's a habit a lot of people want to do. They want to get up early so that they can get ahead of themselves or maybe even do the meditation or do exercise before work. And what happens then is you do it for a few days and then, you know, mm. come day three or day four, you say, I don't, I don't want to get up. No, I'm not going to do it. Start listening to what you're saying to yourself. So what happens is you start the negative talk. You say, mm. oh, I'm too tired or I think I'm getting a cold or why do I want to do this anyway? So it's become aware of that voice mm. in your head that's sabotaging you. When you start to become aware of what those thoughts are or what you're saying to yourself, you can then challenge them. Mm. And then, you know, it's just taking a bit of time with yourself and saying, well, do I really want to start the habit of meditation? So what am I going to do about this voice? Right. Am I going to keep listening to it or am I going to replace it with more empowering thoughts? Um, what I used to do was simply I used to have the mantra that's, that said not an option. Okay. So if you think of it, you know, when you get up in the morning and before you leave the house, do you brush your teeth? Yeah. It's just not an option. It's yeah. a habit that you've created, I hope, yeah. that you don't even think about because mm. it's not an option not to brush your teeth. So I started to think about doing my exercise like that. So when I started to argue with myself and say, I don't really need to do it today. Sure. I did it yesterday. You know, I'll do it tomorrow. I just say not an option. So I cut myself off. I'm not listening to you. I'm not listening to that voice because I want to do this. Mm. And, you know, for me, that worked. It doesn't work all the time, mm. but it worked enough to kind of. And then, as you said earlier on, once you're doing it long enough, it kind of becomes exactly. second nature and it's automated yeah. then. Yeah. yeah. You That's see a really the good way of, of looking it. at it. Yeah, because I suppose if you kind of just change your mindset and do think of it like that, it will be that bit easier. I just find I, I'm very unmotivated as a person in general. But I think <laughs> I saw something the other day and it was like you create your own willpower. 
It was like no one has this like abundance of willpower built into them. Like there's not one person who's like the willpower person versus somebody else who isn't. Because I always like see with like again I'll have to reference there but like Jen's journeys like I'm just like how did you get started to go on that weight loss journey Mm. to lose 11 stone it's like how does that trigger go off in someone's head and they just stick to it because I mean we've all tried diets we've all not succeeded (laughs) we've all succeeded a bit and then kind of was like "Eh, is this really important and then you want to get back to the place that you were or any of that kind of crack and that's one of it but I saw that and I remember being like yeah I suppose like Mm. you host your own willpower so, that's true but but for a lot of people you see the willpower isn't there because there's too much that they need to change ah. there's too much going on and you just get exhausted yeah. or thinking demotivated about thinking yeah. about this so much so that's the um, where to start it's to start with one thing okay. to decide that this is my priority for this year so when I'm helping people change habits it's sorry it's only one thing at a time Right. And you do that until you get to that point where it becomes more automated so that you're more confident as well. The other thing is to start really small. So even if it's walking, just commit to 10 minutes a day. So some days you might do half an hour, an hour. But if you just commit to 10 minutes, you've succeeded every day. Yeah, yeah. So you need that kind of. So if you're coming from a place where you've no good habits, where everything is a bit shit in your life, you know, just one small thing starts to give you a bit of motivation. You feel like you're winning something and that can really spark more good habits. There's a thing called um, Wilwood Habits, um, Keystone Habits. So the idea of a Keystone Habit is that it it's kind of that catalyst for more good habits. So if you think of exercise, people going out to run, If they start the habit of running, generally they start to drink more water. They usually Mm. start to eat a bit better. If they're smokers, they might cut down a bit. Mm. So it just kind of creates this. Yeah. 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 So actually, I think you mentioned it in the New Year resolution about making your bed. Yeah, you love that one. (laughs) Um, Making your bed is what's called a keystone habit. Mm. Because when you make your bed in the morning, it encourages you. You kind of feel you've started the day well. So you've yeah. got this good sense of well-being, let's say that, OK, I've achieved something now. I'm starting my day well. What else will I do? Yeah. Um, so it's really important that you set off with that kind of, you know, quick win or um, that positive idea that I've, I'm, I'm doing something right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's... Yeah, very good. No, you d- it does make sense because I've, d- time and time again, I've been like, because I'm cr- a crap one for eating breakfast. So time and time again, I've been like, right, I'll get up, I'll make my bed, I'll do this, I'll do that, I'll get the bottle ready, I'll have my breakfast, I'll do this and I'll do that. But I, I put so many tasks and I can yeah. never get them all done. So I suppose one thing at a time and it probably would have a knock-on effect exactly. without even realising. Focus on the, the thing that's the most important yeah, yeah, and yeah. probably is getting up in time to... You know, yeah, have have time for all of those tasks. Very interesting. Um, Do you know what I fucking hate? While we're here, I'll wake up on time before my alarm. Never have an issue with it, and I'll go on my phone for an hour. (laughs) What is that about? (laughs) And it's like I'm sat and I'm like, don't do it, and I'm always laughing at myself like, ah, don't do me, I'm doing it, and then I'm like, why did I do this to myself? And I'm like. I know, absolutely fuming then. This is something that I, I don't know where I saw it before, but I really resonate with it. And I know, and I almost say it to myself in my own head. I feel like I'm addicted to drama. 
I'm addicted to the drama no of being no. late. I'm addicted. <laughs> All right. You have Let me talk. Like I'm a I'm addicted to like, you know, I'm addicted to this kind of like, you know, leaving my emails until the last minute or waiting until I'm absolutely flat out broke to then request for an for an invoice or all this stupid shite and I don't know is it because I'm addicted to the drama or why can, why am I my own That's bully to me <laughs> you know that, as the professional in this conversation <laughs> that to me sounds like procrastination though is it it, it, it can be. So there's a couple of things probably going on there. But, you know, we can... A couple of things going on there yeah. in your head. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start out, Carla. Yeah. Um, so we create patterns or habits of, or, you know, this kind of behavioural loop that you're doing there. Yeah. So if there's no drama, you're kind of looking for, OK, where's the next thing going to go wrong? You're expecting it. So that's they're all habits as well. Mm. So your thought patterns are habits. The um, emotional things you go through can be habits. So it's really a case of breaking, breaking down, looking at one at a time and saying, OK, why do I do this? What's the trigger for this? So with every habit, there's this kind of behavioral loop which involves a trigger, mm. then the habit itself and then there's some kind of reward. So you need to look at just even go back to your phone. So what's the trigger in the morning? Is it actually just waking up is the trigger to you picking up your phone? How can you break that trigger? So one way of breaking that trigger would be to leave your phone in the hall, not, you know, or even over the other side of the room yeah. or, you know, now, you, you know, you in don't want to do that. To get into yeah. the shower in the shower. So I would actually get into the fucking shower, yeah. even in the shower at night, maybe <laughs> that could, could work, could work. But the thing is, you see, with all of these things, you have to decide if you really want to do it or not. So we complain about, you know, having bad habits, but are you prepared to actually do something about it mm. is the question. Is it bad enough? Is it affecting your life enough that you want to change that habit? Well, it annoys me every day. <laughs> every day it annoys me. And would you be prepared to put the phone outside the room? See, my thing is with my separation anxiety with my phone. First of all, I have two fucking phones, which never really works because I'll be like, woohoo, one's out of battery, here goes another. <laughs> but um, I almost feel like in case something happens. Well, now. <laughs> but like, but then I'm trying to think in my head. I feel like uh, there has been times where I've been like, well, thank God I had, I heard that phone call. So you can put it, you know, out of arm's reach. Okay. So we're, we're, still getting warmer, the, we're getting warmer. Still yeah, we're getting warmer. Yeah, we're getting we're getting we're getting a little bit warmer. Yeah. So like maybe put it on yeah the other side you of the know. room. Maybe. And another thing about it is we you know it's it's really that thing about starting small again. But it's kind of I heard um, what's his name I can never remember his name Russell Brand. You know the actor mm. comedian. Yeah. yeah. And he wrote a book called Recovery. So it's about addiction, which mm. you know again there's that habit element there. But the thing that they do with recovery in AA and all that, it's, it's one day at a time. So sometimes we get demotivated or discouraged because we're looking at, you know, the big picture. Mm. So it's about bringing it back to one day. So for one day, so tomorrow morning or tonight when you go to bed, Carla, can you put your phone on the other side of the bedroom? Oh, yeah, fine, whatever. <laughs> but for one day, yes. I'll be like, hello. Not from that phone, you won't. Um, you know, but that's what you try and just say, OK, I'm going to try this for one day. Um, and then say, OK, that wasn't so bad. Mm. Let me try it for a week. Challenge yourself for a week. 
So start small, see, you know, and again, it comes back to do you really want to do it? So a lot of the time we're starting these habits, we're changing things, but we don't really have that desire there. And you're just setting yourself up for failure. When people say to you, I'll try, you know, they're not really committed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're like, oh, I'll try. And you're like, that hasn't made me feel any better. (laughs) That doesn't mean you're going to do it. And that's why I find there's something I want to there's something I want to talk to you about here, here, right? And it's like this kind of new trend of everyone's a motivational speaker and everyone's like into this kind of, you know, like I don't particularly love like these kind of books like, you know, Kick Today's Ass and uh, what's that other one? Oh yeah, there's a few of them down the road. You're a fucking badass. Yeah. And other ways of being a badass. <laughs> just like, yeah. like, what is the other one? There's one in my head and I just, I hate the font, which is yeah. yeah. shock for me. I hate the fucking font. But um, it just really triggers me. And I think my sister reads it and I think every time I see the cover, I'm like, I hate that book. I hate it so much. I've no idea what's on the inside. So, like, is that a thing that you've kind of seen, I suppose, does that annoy you? Is it more prevalent? Are you like, do your research? It doesn't annoy me. I'm very, I suppose, accepting of, you know, whatever. Books, I have three. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> no, accepting of other people's way of, of seeing things. You know, for some people that really works. So great if it works mm. for them. For other people, maybe, you know, some of us are a bit more cynical or whatever and think there needs to be a bit more. <laughs> Is that me? <laughs> some of us. Uh, a bit more practical steps or a bit of science behind what you're doing um so really it's whatever whatever works it's you're a fucking badass is that it <laughs> is that the name of that fucking book i think you said that already no? did i yeah oh god no I, <laughs> is that the name of that book it's that one i'm like here trying to fucking google it but um i just i don't know i feel like it's a real there's been like a, it's almost not trendy to be <laughs> it's not trendy to be to have good habits but it's become more of a I think over the past two years, like a prevalent thing, loads of more people are getting into meditation mm. and then oh, someone kind of sees it and they're like, oh yeah, I should do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think there's a definite shift. You know, yeah. 10 years ago, if I was in a company, you know, you wouldn't have mentioned the word meditation. Now everybody wants to hear about it, you know, so yeah. definitely all these things are becoming more mainstream. And, and again, I think what helps is the science behind it. So there's a lot more studies being done that mm. actually, you know, things like meditation really lowers your blood pressure, helps well-being. You I know. think people are so much more um, in tune with their mental health now as well, that yeah. they're wanting to look after themselves and exactly. have a kind of Zen way of going about things and not having their lives to be too chaotic because it just sets them up for but is that going back to your initial fact that like we are just so distracted by everything nowadays and we just have so much on? And it's a weird one because I think I said this before in the podcast about saying instead of you've had like I've had a hectic day, say I've had a very full day. That's a Spanish thing, isn't it? The hectic thing or the... No, I've had a full <laughs> saying I've had a full day instead of saying I've had like what do we say over here? You'd be like... Having sat down all fucking yeah, day. Yeah, like you have had a fucking minute. It's a mad day. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's about having that kind of like change in the language so it's not so negative. So it's no, like, I've had a full day. Yeah. It's been very full. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. this actually last year, one of my things was to not say I'm busy. So, you know, Maybe. I'm I'm really busy, <clears throat> which has a negative connotation that you're overwhelmed. And actually last year, I, I mastered that habit uh, to stop saying I'm busy. 
and it did definitely help. So it's right. that feeling when you say I'm busy and busy, you're creating you energy around <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah, that you you don't have time. Um, so, yeah, now I still haven't figured out what exactly to say instead. instead. Yeah. So something like I'm abundant of work or <laughs> doesn't quite. Uh, it doesn't really have the same yeah, ring, yeah, yeah. doesn't yeah. it? Like, so I'm still working on that one. But, uh, at Your least mind says. you know, but it is. No, you're right, Carla. It's 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 important to watch what's coming out of your mouth because we are surrounded by negativity, complaining, yeah. playing the victim. It yeah. does impact you. I you love know? playing the victim. Mm. <laughs> it's me face. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's often times I've come down here and I'd be like, how are you? I'm so fucking stressed. I'm so fucking stressed. I, I told you. You're like Chandler being the way that you kind of <laughs> do. I always I'm, say this. Could I, say I be more stressed? I'm like, I'm so dramatic. And they're like, oh, I don't really think you're dramatic. Like, I just think that you, I'm a venter. So now you see. I am a venter. Yeah. If you I took to all of that negative venting and, and drama and turned it into positive, then you'd become a motivational speaker. But I think I'm really positive. <laughs> and the other, like, I, this is what I'm saying. I'm like Jackal and Hyde with my own personality. I feel like I'm really positive. I feel like I'm always on the upbeat. I try and keep things going. And then on the other side, I know I'm just such a venter. I just have to get it off my chest. If it's in my mind, mind it's out my mouth. I just can't control myself so it's not it's completely normal I have a podcast <laughs> apparently you know we do have more negative thoughts than positive it's part yeah. of our you know human um, development is that whole thing that we had to scan the the horizon for threat so actually when you have a negative thought you kind of need to follow it through to make sure there is no threat whereas when you have a positive thought it's kind of oh that was nice and then it's gone you don't mm. need to hang on to it. I've heard that before, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so it is natural. But one way in which I um, try and counteract that is gratitude. So gratitude, they've done loads of studies now. I can't, I can't get my head around it. No. I can't stick to gratitude. <laughs> I, I bought the book, you know, the book yeah. from The Secret where you write down what you're grateful for. I still have it. It's still empty. I just I can't I'm grateful for nothing it's not that I I'm, I obviously I'm grateful but I can't um, write stuff down well maybe like I am grateful for the things that I have obviously yeah. but they they just tell you to say that you're grateful for stuff that you want to have yeah does that what do you think of that yeah I think it's it's difficult to um, tell a lie in other words <laughs> No, but I mean, the whole thing is your 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 body, your subconscious knows that that's not can't. true. Yeah, but and like in, I'm grateful for I'm my gonna be, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna be completely honest. I was scarlet right in it. Imagine someone found it. I'd be I'm, fucking, I'm grateful for my amazing car and massive house. I, uh, I'd be scarlet for Sheila for having me. Like yeah. I really would be. Imagine somebody found it. That's what I. I think I actually did write in a sorry excuse me. I did write in it, but I ripped the pages out. So I was like fucking scared of me if somebody found that. Like who's finding that? Who was finding it? I know. Like, but I would literally, I'd bury it in my mattress. I'd be so fucking afraid of somebody seeing it. Yeah. So forget about that part of it, you know, because that's a bit about manifestation and all of that. Put that aside for the moment. Yeah. Sorry about that. No, no, because it is, it is a good point. But um, you know, take it back to just realistically. Every morning when you wake up, if you think of three things that you honestly are grateful for. So, you know, I have a healthy baby, I'm in a warm bed and whatever, I got paid this month or whatever mm. it is. You know, so real things that are happening in your life. If you do that repeatedly, it honestly does 
make a difference. It shifts your perspective. But here, I'll give you I'll give you a good example of how it really worked for me the other day. Right. I um so I normally meditate in the morning, but the other day, I don't know why, I decided it was about seven o'clock in the evening and I thought, do you know what I'm gonna do a meditation? It was a different type of meditation. I was gonna try this out. And uh, I went into my office and started to meditate, this beautiful, relaxing meditation. And the next minute the doorbell rang. Hmm. So as mentioned, I have three sons and a husband. And nobody's gone to answer the door and I'm in my lovely meditation. Oh, yeah. And you're like, <clears throat> so, yeah, right. How am I going to stay uh, all peaceful and zen? So I said, OK, I'm getting up, went to open the door and it's the uh, Indian delivery guy. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so then I realised, OK, my eldest son is upstairs with a friend. So I call up the stairs, nothing. Call up again, nothing. So I'm starting to get a little bit irritated. As I, uh, <laughs> just a little bit. As I go up the stairs, knock on his door, you know. And then I, uh, as I was going up the stairs, I thought to myself, OK, you know, don't ruin the good that you've just done for the last 15 minutes or whatever. And then I said, OK, I'm grateful that Jordan is living at home at the moment. And that he, you know, is here with his friend. And honestly, it just... Calmed you? It, it calmed me well. to not go into that, you know, frustrated, mm. irritated. Because I thought, what's the point in ruining my evening mm. by a stupid irritation? My comfort zone um, is that spot. Yeah, yeah. Being irritated is my yeah. comfort zone. So this is, you know, that is a bit of an addiction. That's back to what you're saying, that drama. You've created a pattern around that, mm. that you're comfortable in that. It kind of gives you that feeling of uh, I'm right. So you, you know, look for reasons to be right so that you're uh, validating that space, that irritation. It feels very seen. Oh, yeah. so do I. I feel exposed. I feel very exposed right now. Yeah. I feel a bit <laughs> This like, particularly happens with partners. Do you think? Uh, you have yeah. no idea. Like, I will fucking end them. Like, yeah. He looks at me wrong. I'm like, yeah. oh, here we go, here we go. Or it's like, I anticipate the bad thing. Yes, you predict What the fuck is wrong it. with me with that shit? But then, on the flip side, I do... I do in my own head a lot. And it's weird because remember I went to the or I had the medium reading. Yeah. And she was like, you actually work on yourself a lot more than anybody else because I'm a real thinker. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm always like, actually very lucky with Tom. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I'll actually do that in my head and I'll be like, for this, for that, for this, for that. I'm really lucky that I have someone who's like this and who gets this and blah, blah, blah. But see, when he fucking walks through the door, (laughs) out my mind. I'm but like you, see, you don't do it repeatedly so that's probably the key to it is to it is you have to do it every bloody day and oh, remind yourself sake. of all the, the good things yeah because I only but, ever really like say for where you were saying about like I'm, I'm grateful that I have a roof over my head that I'm in a warm bed I'll only do that when I can hear the rain beating off the window yeah do you know I think a lot of people do that do you know yeah. you don't yeah. actually sit down and Focus on what you're grateful for. So really simple good. things, even a, a nice cushion that you're sitting yeah. on, you know, oh, and that's the thing. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love, I love my cushion. <laughs> but we're too lucky that we have all this stuff yeah. and all yeah, these probably, luxuries. Yeah, so the yeah. more we remind ourselves of that, you know, the better. But here's a good one um, for relationships. And uh, I think I heard this from Wayne Dyer on a, on a recording years ago. And it was, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Hmm. I'm taking that upstairs to Tom. I'm yeah. literally going to be like, right, well, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? How about that? Yeah. 
Huh? How about that? <laughs> so it's for him, not for you. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm perfect. <laughs> I'm uh, totally okay with this. Um, yeah. Has that helped a lot? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It is because, you know, we, we, we create conflict over the, the most stupid things uh, because we want to be right. We want to validate ourselves constantly. And what's the point? Um, it just yeah. creates... You know, yeah, negativity yeah. and um Do you ever do things to stir the pot on purpose? No. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever do something and I say it on purpose? I'm like, I'm fucking going there. <laughs> sometimes I sometimes I, I do it's gone real rylum. Like I don't know why I'm like this. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, oh this is really gonna fucking do it. I don't do yeah. it purposely rile them up, but I do do stuff where it's like, right, I've let the moment go. I know I'm not gonna follow through with this fight, but I still wanna get my point across. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of, I'll still say it just so that he knows that I'm still right <laughs> but mm. we're over it now it's okay yeah. home but I just would have preferred this that's my yeah. we're all right and here, listen I'm not fighting with you but <laughs> yeah, I'm not arguing with you but I would have preferred this yeah, I I'm, not, I'm not going to have this it. argument with you hon right but I'm going to get there <laughs> yeah uh, so that's worked for you that's worked for How me how long have you been married? Um, 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 16 years 15 years so you don't really know. <laughs> That's the key, is it? Somewhere around there. So I've been married for a while. Hang on, I'm not entirely you. sure. On. Can you see that? Oh, do you have it on your oh, ring? Fab. No, the engraving is now gone. Right, so new <laughs> ring time. I used to have something that uh, I think was 2005. Oh, it is in there. Can you read that? Oh, I haven't got my glasses on. <laughs> Sixth of Feb, 2005. Fabulous. There you go. So many years is that? Years. 15. 15 years, there you go. Yeah. 15. Thanks for that, girls. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and my anniversary is coming up soon. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> Get the hints in. So we put a questions box up for people who wanted to ask you questions where they're struggling in their lives. And I suppose this is more so for, it's more so like what I asked earlier on, is a bit of a myth. Does hypnosis work for breaking bad habits, etc.? Uh, example, smoking at me with end here. I think it can, yeah. Um, you know, you're receptive I, to it though, don't you? I'm not too sure. I don't know enough about hypnosis, but it is um, basically speaking to your subconscious, which mm. you know can be the place where you're holding on to stuff that's preventing you from moving forward. Um, but with the breaking the bad habits, the most successful way is kind of replacement theory. So it's replacing the bad habit with something in its place. So if it's if you're eating something that's really bad for you, what can you put in that place? You know, and if you're coming home every evening and having a glass of wine, can you come home and have a nice cup of tea and, mm. and a biscuit instead, yeah. which mightn't be ideal either. But so it's trying to replace the the. The bad with the good is okay. usually where people are most successful. Right. Oh, yeah. Because we had that question, how to break a bad habit. So just look at what your habit is and. Yeah. Up no, obviously. Like, is that not like, you know, have an apple? <laughs> <laughs> have an L no. apple there. You'd be grand. Yeah. Mom, can I have crisps? Have an apple. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can I have a glass of wine? No, have an apple. <laughs> I mean, the thing about it is, I think where, where some people sometimes, um, see things the wrong way is sometimes a bad habit is, is a bad habit. Sometimes it's an addiction. Oh, yeah. So there is, a, you know, um, a line there. Um, and addiction is while, yeah, there is a habit element to it. 
but there also can be something else at play there. So yeah, that's, that's a, true. That's I a actually, different level. It, and it's so simple, but I never thought of it that way. So because a lot of people will call smoking a bad habit, but yeah. it's actually an addiction. Yeah. 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 What yeah. else? Exactly. <laughs> what else? More examples. Yeah. I want to know more. <laughs> <laughs> drama, Carla. Drama. <laughs> more things. Um, this one here says how to get myself out of such a negative mind frame. Mm, well, I think we, we kind of answered that. It, yeah, yeah. With, honestly, I, I honestly think and I've seen it work for lots of people and it's gratitude. But another thing that um, can help is actually smiling. So oh. it is a bit of that fake it uh, till you make it. Oh, I hate that. But listen, there's more to it than that. The the act of smiling apparently releases serotonin in your brain. Mm. So even when you don't feel really? happy, actually, when you upturn your lips, you're um, producing serotonin, oh. which actually makes you feel happy. I didn't know the physical act of moving those muscles did it. Like, I thought you had to emotionally so they be. they say, yeah, yeah. Oh. So that's, you know, so it can be something you can try. And when you, of course, smile, you get a reaction from other people and uh, it creates this whole lovely happy loop. That's, I, every time I fake laugh, I end up going into fit. <laughs> I think it's because you're scarlet yeah. for yourself. And there's as well, another, <laughs> there's another good one. It's it's watching comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That can shift I your mood. I love watching yeah. comedy. That's why I think every night before bed on my phone, I always watch TikTok. Yeah. Oh, another excuse for social media. No, we're not buying it. I love TikTok. <laughs> it's very funny. It is very funny. Um, how do I? We kind of touch you, you with your mm-hmm. explanation of what you do. You kind of touch on a lot of these, but. Um, how do I coach myself to be a morning person? I need extra hours in the day. Yeah. So um, I could probably plug my book here, but... Uh, do it. <laughs> my, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, so the last away. book that I wrote is called Rise Before Your Bull and Other Habits of Successful People. And where that comes from was I actually heard at a... Um, it was a concert in South Africa where the singer was also an anthropologist and he was also known as the White Zulu. So he used to tell stories kind of between his songs. And one story he told was about this Zulu chief who used to get up early in the morning. And the story was that he'd get up early in the morning before all of his people and piss before his bull. Right. The idea being that he stayed in control. He was the chief. He was the big man because he was up first. Right. And I heard this now. I was I think I was pregnant with Troy. So it's like 14, 15 years ago. But it really stuck with me because at the time I was trying to get up early. And then it was only many, many years later after I had mastered the habit of getting up early, which I'll give you a tip for now in a minute. But that I realised that, oh, yeah, I changed the name from piss before your bull on advice to rise before your bull. (laughs) But I realized that that had another connotation and that was how I mastered the habit of getting up early was I got up before my bull. So I rose before the bullshit kicked in. So what we were talking about earlier about that negative voice in your head. Oh, yeah. So I jump out of bed before I have time to tell myself I'm tired. I'm tired or all of that crap. Yeah. I heard of this before I think it was on a TED talk and there was a girl who had a five second rule and she yeah, said yeah. she'd wake up and she'd count down from five with everything that she did because she was so unmotivated and so say waking up in the morning she'd count down from five she had to be out of that bed before she got to one I thought that was a really good 
Yeah, 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 yeah. It can help could, some people definitely. Yeah, yeah, or she was like, oh, "You love I the need, some people, don't some you? people." No, yeah, because yeah. just the other day, somebody <clears throat> said to me, "Yeah, that I think it's Mel Robbins that that rocket thing." I just go, I count down from five to one, and then I just go, eh, "No, I'm staying in bed." Yeah, <laughs> somebody just said that oh, to me the really? other day. Okay, so, uh, yeah. but um, so it does. You know, so the thing yeah. about getting up early, there's lots of factors. Obviously, you need to be going to bed, mm. work out how many hours sleep you need. So I need, I know I need seven hours. So if I'm planning on getting up at six o'clock, I need to be in bed by half ten and asleep by eleven. Yeah, that's part of it. So you start your morning the night before. You plan for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the other thing about morning habits is, and this can be a real clincher for some people, is that you don't have to get up at the exact same time every morning unless you're in a routine for work that needs it. So let's say you do work for yourself and you want to get up earlier to fit in a habit. But today you don't have to be somewhere till 10 o'clock. So that's fine. Don't get up at 6 a.m. Get up at 7 a.m. Just as long as you have enough time to get the habit done. Mm. So the important thing is more about the habit than actually the exact time you get up. Right. OK. So. OK. Sound advice. Mm. Um, for people, because there's obviously there's so many different aspects to like a lot of people are saying, well, smoking is an addiction, but like but nail biting and uh, skin picking and twitching and hair curling and hair pulling physical things like that because you were saying about um, say when you get home and you don't have a glass of wine switch it for something else what do you do with something physical like that because you can't really switch it so again um, you know so they there could be other emotional stuff happening there yeah. so you know I can't give um, everybody this oh, advice yeah, sorry, in terms of and anxiety so and it can be yeah. stress and anxiety that cause those things but um, if you you need to look at what the trigger is. Mm. So if you're biting your nails because you're bored. So when do you bite your nails? Is it when you sit down to watch the telly? You're bored. You know, so it's about observing yourself in that habit mm. and what's causing it. And then you try and break the trigger. So if you're biting your nails every night at seven o'clock, well, what can I do instead of sit down at seven o'clock or mm. just becoming aware of it sometimes is can help yeah yeah um okay. but it does depend right. on yeah yeah very good and um, this one here says about to emigrate to usa with my husband and his family i'm scared but happy any advice <laughs> <laughs> okay okay um yes my advice would be well done you yeah how did you get a visa <laughs> I would, I would like one of those. I would like, like to purchase one of those. Part, well, she's coming from the life coach aspect yeah, of things. Yeah. Like she just, <clears throat> she's obviously nervous about it. So the more information she gets about where she's going, yeah. if she thinks about, you know, what she would like to um, do when she's there, if she's more uh, tries to maybe reach out and make connections with people mm. to see where she's going. Um, also, yeah, to make sure if she's going for her husband's job, that's not all about him. That she, yeah. you know, her yeah, needs need to be met. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I always wonder about you know the way there's this kind of well, this is I I trick myself into doing things sometimes instead of putting them off. So I just book it. I just do it. Yeah, and then I'm like, right, I've actually to commit to this. And then it's you want to do it, but then there's something in you that keeps you home almost. Like, well, I'm I'm always thinking about traveling because I I book things okay. and then I'm like, but then I always get this like little niggle inside of me, like oh, 
I'm like really arsed going do I have to do this I can go to Amsterdam next week and I'm like oh for fuck's sake but so, I love it when I'm there exactly you know, you know so you've come up with a strategy that to yeah. you know <laughs> that strategy. works for yeah. you but that's what it is it's like just book it and then I know I'll enjoy it when I get there so I mean that's really that's a good thing otherwise we can stay stuck and do nothing in life and so many people just wait for life to happen you know so you have to come up with ways in order to have more fun because life passes quickly, girls. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> so keep booking those flights. Keep Carly, booking yeah. them flights. Keep having fun. No kids, do yeah. it. <laughs> exactly. I know, I think it is. We are really great at making excuses for ourselves, aren't we? Mm. Or it's too hard to do this, or it's too difficult to do that. And I think, I think there's more of an awareness. Like, even when you said you think you probably, well, you know that you have postnatal depression. Mm. But now everybody talks about mm. it, and it's a real kind of like, well-known mm. thing. Men are even into it. You know, you've clocked it when men are actually even a fuck. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? But um, it's kind of one of those things I feel like nowadays people are, you know, as I said again, like they're so into the meditation. They're so about mm. their, you know, kind of yeah. stuff like that. And while it is positive, do you see just a lot of misinformation kind of going around? Or? There is, but it's more, I think, that there's, even with all this positive, positive stuff, there's a lot of pressure on people <clears throat> to do yeah. everything. Um, so it's, you know, we have to be a bit mindful about we can't do everything. You can do anything in this life, but you can't do everything. So try and think a bit closer to home or a bit smaller to, to mm. get started again. Um, so that was another thing that worked for me, like, because I've been trying to figure this habit stuff out for years, obviously. And right, one of the things, it, yeah. <laughs> one of the things that that helped me was forgiveness. So forgiving myself. So not like really beating myself up. So I still, there are still days where I don't do my habit or, um, you know, that, that I do feel sorry for myself or that I feel low and I don't beat myself up over it. And because I don't beat myself up over it, I get up the next day and I do it. Mm. So there isn't this negative energy around it that prevents me from moving forward. Mm. Um, so forgiveness does have to be part of it you know go easy on yourself and encourage yourself into it rather than making it strict and discipline and that it must happen you know do it for the right reasons that yeah you can change your life if you want to mm. and the support is there and the steps are there to do this um so why not take action and have a better life very good, very good. Um, somebody here asked, and I think it's actually a very good one because a lot of people would be struck by how to get motivated back after setbacks like grief. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, grief is is something that um, everybody goes through at times. And again, I suppose it's just what I've said there. It's to be go easy on yourself mm. and not not be disappointed with yourself because you're not doing what you think you should be doing. Mm. Um, it comes down to then when you think you're ready, if you've uh, maybe gone too far or you've stayed away from things too long, when you think you're ready, it's about making a plan. Yeah. And goes you know, back to what you said at the start, doesn't kind it? of and starting small and stepping yeah. back into it bit by bit. But having somebody to support you, or, you know, an accountability buddy mm. can be powerful, especially somebody who knows what you've been through 
let's say that that's there for you to help you and encourage you in a, in a gentle way. Mm. Yeah, 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 very good. Um, a lot of the questions here are quite, I think you've touched on a lot of how to solve what people would be asking. Some of it's physical, some of it's mental. Um, but there, a big question is how to get over like procrastination. How do you stop procrastinating? I wish I knew. Oh, that's a joke yeah. now. <laughs> I do. It's in my book. I do. I do. <laughs> I know. Um, you know, it, it depends on what you're procrastinating on because there is kind of two different types of procrastination. Mm. One is that deadline piece. I always procrastinate on my deadlines, but you actually get it done in the end. So that isn't as serious as the other type, which is kind of that open ended procrastination where you're procrastinating on your goals in life. You're procrastinating on starting a business or, you know, taking that trip uh, of a lifetime or just doing important things. Mm. Um, so first of all, it's to look at it and kind of separate them because the, the deadline driven one doing your taxes or, you know, life admin. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's grand. I mean, ideally, you would be doing it a little bit sooner and not creating stress in your life. Mm. But it's not as serious. But what is is something that people need to do something about is that, you know, how do we get things done in life? The first thing is, is it really something that you really want? Because a lot of the time people think, oh, gosh, you know, I want to start a podcast or I want to write a book or but do you really? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Are you saying it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. When you keep saying it and it's not really a real desire, it kind of gives you that sense of failure always that you're not getting to it. So really ask yourself, do you really, really want this? Is this Mm. the most important thing? And then make a plan. Like I wrote my my previous book was Productivity for Dummies. And I wrote that book in six months and it was twice the size of my first book, which took me two years to write. Right. And the way I did it so quickly was because I had a plan. And that plan was broken down into chapters, into different parts of chapters, and they were all scheduled into my calendar. Okay. That's excellent advice. <laughs> yeah. Really, you'd be surprised the amount of people that I know that are trying to write a book. Yeah, and, really? and somebody yeah, actually yeah. asked how to get published in Ireland as well, which I suppose is, well, we'll go on and talk about your books and your links and your social media yeah. now. Um, but before we do that and about what you do, Fanula, our friend, mm-hmm. friend of the show, Fanula J, um, has asked, just leading into what you do, she said, what is the difference between life coaching and therapy? Hmm. So the difference with life coaching is this, it's it's future focused. So we don't delve into what happened to you in the past oh. as much. Now, there can be conversation about that yeah. because obviously there can be patterns of behavior and, triggers and stuff like that. Yeah. But therapy is more about what happened and how, you know, how we can fix that rather than with a life coach. You're looking at a future goal mm. um, and what are the steps that are going to help us to get there. All right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's interesting. So, first book was Chaos to Control. Mm -hmm. Still out there. (laughs) Because I was a mess. Yeah. Um, Love that. (laughs) Yeah. Second book was Productivity for Dummies. That sounds exactly (laughs) like my book on paper. (laughs) My book on papers. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, so that was, yeah, a bit, you know, that was everything ever, I suppose, uh, written or spoken about in productivity. I had to research it and put it all in there. So yeah. there's everything in there. There's productivity for students. There's um, how to declutter, get organized, well, home. And you are <laughs> really talking to <laughs> us. Dublin's now. version of Marie Kondo right here. <laughs> on Got it. The <laughs> and rise before your bull. So what makes this one? Your fave. My fave. Because for years, I have, you know, for years I have been a coach and I've been helping people to get organized, to um, change their lives. But what I realized was that it all came down to their habits. Mm. So the life that you're living now is how successful you are now is directly related to whether you have good habits or bad habits every day. Right. So if you want to, you know, become a high performer, you have to have high performing habits every day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which seems really normal yeah. and scary. <laughs> it's so really. basic, isn't it? But you just don't think about it that no, way. At all. If you want to write a book, you have to create the habit of writing. If you want to run a marathon, you have to create the habit of running. You know, so if you think about it in its smallest um, parts, it's much more doable as well. Mm. But then again, why um, why I wrote the book was because I was learning this, that I struggled probably for about 10 years to create the habit of getting up early. And then finally, you know, I came up with a few things that I realized, OK, if I do this, this and this. Now I can master a habit. Mm. So I created this framework called the habit method, which is the different parts of a habit that help you. To think, you need to think about these things in advance. So to know whether this is the right habit for you, what do you need to do to be successful? Um, so, yeah, so that's what that book is about. And it's it's really helping people to to master this. And again, it's not just about, you know, starting exercise or doing these habits or breaking the bad habits like nail biting. It's about breaking the, the, the bad mental habits. Mm. It's about breaking, you know, these emotional habits that we have that don't serve us. So it's all about becoming more conscious of what you're doing every day. Mm. So when you bring it to your awareness, then you can make a better choice. Do I want to continue this or do I want to do something about it? So interesting. And do you know what? Do you know what's kind of just after striking me is that especially the way that you think about yourself and the way that you think about anything. It's it is a habit and you don't think of your the way you treat yourself or the way you think of yourself as a habit. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you're always thinking about yourself negatively, you don't think of that as a habit yeah. that you need to break. Yeah, exactly. Do you know, that it does yeah. come back down to simple basics. Yeah. Doesn't it? And you have courses. I have courses. Okay, so <laughs> I've bought the book. Book's not working for me or I just can't get into reading it. So we've got courses to help you along. What's that about? <laughs> So I have a habit mastery program, which is an online coaching course. So it's a live course that happens um, for the first month. It's every week we do a live call where I will give some um, information around the around habits, around um, how to create, how to break, how to do particular habits. So we delve into productivity habits and. energy habits around exercise and sleep and all the things that people want 
and then the other areas around presence habits. So what I mean by presence is is that element of mindfulness, how to stay in the now, how to create the habit of meditation. So we look at all the different types um, of habits and also that element of, you know, the mental habits Mm. and how do we kind of get rid of all those blocks that are preventing you from reaching your potential. (laughs) So, yeah. I love the energy habit thing. Yeah. That's like something you wouldn't think is, a you know, you wouldn't put that into that kind of wording, I suppose. So these are the the areas of habit, I suppose, over the years with me working with high performers. So I work in, you know, in uh, lots of companies and you're seeing people working at their best. So what are the things that that really make the difference to Mm. get um, to high performance level? And so I've taken all of those and and learned a bit more about that. I have experts coming in in the different areas to give more more help and more tips. So that's, yeah, the, so the course is for three months and um, it's... When does it start? It starts next Wednesday, the 29th of January. 29th. Hey, January. <laughs> yeah, love it, okay. And how much is it? <clears throat> it's 450 euro. Stunning. So, right. yeah, for three months. Three months, that's a lot. One to, yeah. One-to-one access with me, um, which, yeah, so it's, it's, it's not much more than actually uh, one session. And we actually have a discount code as well for the course. So unpopular 20 uh, will get you 20% off that uh, the full price of the course. Wow. Fantastic. Fantastic. That'd be brilliant. We'll put all the details in the description of the podcast. So whatever you're listening to it on Spotify, Apple, all of the things. The description will have all the details. So if you want to avail of that, you can use that code. And we're also going to do a giveaway. Kira has kindly given us three copies of Rise Before Your Bowl. Um, obviously, we want to give do this giveaway for people who are actually listening to this episode of the podcast. <laughs> who, who got to one minute and six, or one hour and six minutes. <laughs> so um, we're going to put up a post on the grid on Sunday when this podcast is released. It could be, I think, just we just do a quote. Yeah. A quote from the podcast. All you have to do is comment underneath and we'll pick three people. Yeah. Um, before we wrap up here, I have to ask, what's your most unpopular opinion? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, oh, you never told me you were going to ask that now. You, I, like, to be honest, it could be anything. Yeah. Do, do, does any of this shit work? <laughs> <laughs> You're just trying to make a quick book. <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> You don't have to answer it. <laughs> we won't make you answer it. <laughs> it is a real on the spot question, actually. It is actually yeah. unpopular opinion. I can't think of uh, can't yeah. think of one on the spot. What's your most unpopular opinion? That's why you're putting me on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe uh, well, there's one now that I see right in front of me. Oh, really? uh, Coke is. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually I have strong opinions around Coke okay, that's for, real unpopular we are yeah. talking yeah. Um, Coca-Cola yeah. <laughs> not cocaine I mean cocaine is a bad habit well, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. more of an addiction more of an addiction Jen oh god yeah, yeah go on, Coke is so deadly really uh, my children like never, deadly as in thumbs no, up no, thumbs, okay. down <laughs> thumbs down deadly um, yeah I really think they are 
probably the worst uh, company in. in <gasps> oh wow, oh, that's really unpopular. That's a really unpopular opinion. Jesus, it, to go from not having one. <laughs> you just opinion. like not drink any. No, do you drink soft because drink? Um, you know that the, they're proven more and more that fructose or whatever the the sugars in that is is um, really really bad for your health. But then when you go for the diet. What is it? Uh, aspartame yeah. is um, even more damaging. Oh, for so one or the other, I don't think <laughs> either is like, a good. Uh, bollocks. That's literally yeah, that's, that's very unpopular. That is like, that's well iconically. Unpo- yeah, well done. That was yeah. a real on the spot question. Yeah. yeah. On the spot question completed it, mate. <laughs> Check. That is rough. Um, <laughs> I found this incredibly interesting. How did I? Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm gonna, I can't wait to read the book because I, I want to now this year make changes and get into good habits yeah because I need to sort my shit out basically because I have a kid now so <laughs> gotta do it you know, all grown up gotta be done all, all grown up yeah, yeah. It's nine weeks it's flying yeah it has to be done I haven't got my shit together yet well, hopefully you know no she's all grown 18. up <laughs> yeah. Yeah. not the child the kid's really grown up he's nine yeah. weeks now he's really doing bits yeah he is doing bits girls in the gas girls in the gas so we will talk to you next week. Yeah. We'll let you know what we're talking about on the Instagram because we haven't discussed it yet, so we don't know. <laughs> so thanks. Bye. 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 your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.